I definitely think it's a good idea for next year. You just have this just in the can <laughs> set to upload on April 1st, 2022. Yeah. Just the fucking most offensive Italian episode we can possibly think of. I'm going to need to like sharpen up. I don't think I can be Italian. Shameful. You can pra- you got to practice, man. Exactly. You got to uh, Yeah. Well, you got to listen to the Lego Island music for a while. We got to do Italian drills. I just, I just put myself in like an isolation chamber for like 12 hours listening to it on loop. <laughs> yeah, that's how you become Italian. Easy. No problem. Mama, papa, you look so skinny. Have another pizza pasta. What kind of sick fuck would make that? I, I don't know. <laughs> I I'm very amused of the idea of Italian parents taking their son and just being like, "Ah, oh, son, come to the basement." The son's just like, "Father, what will I do here?" <laughs> they just blast him with that music for three weeks, while just throwing <laughs> plates of spaghetti <laughs> down, and then they just come out and they go, "Oh." <laughs> he just got cut off. He just said, he just said "Ooh." <laughs> That's what it sounds like when you get all the spaghetti. That's what it sounds like right. when you turn Italian. You just go, "Ooh." Ooh, that's <laughs> bad. Believe we spent. <laughs> I can't believe we spent twenty That's fucking the... minutes just viciously dunking on a guy. And we can't even put it in the episode. We can't even put it in. Fucked. I, it's that's just for us. Sometimes you we need something just for ourselves. Not everything's content. <laughs> I wish it was. I wish everything was content. I wish I had like that that meme knife that cuts into things and make it cake, but it makes it into content. Well, I, I think that the problem is is that you become that guy and you start, you're oh. just like, well, I need the biggest, the best content. Jesus Christ. And you're inviting How could I improve on the pod to debate? Oh. <laughs> Next thing you know, you're debating Vosh. Oh, no. no I, you're the uh, tanky in his, his episode. You're, he's epically owning with facts and logic. Oh, no. Holy shit. Kay, you should debate Vosh. Don't. That's not a joke about that. That's, <laughs> don't bring that kind of dark energy in here. <laughs> this is no environment to podcast in. Oh, my God. <laughs> Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Video Games, the worst thing on Earth. I'm Alton. With me, as always, is Reese. <laughs> and um and k hello <laughs> you just got like cut off again so you were just like <laughs> oh <laughs> man i think should just be <laughs> your intro <laughs> yeah from now on i'm gonna show up 10 minutes into pod recording and that's the only thing i want to be played oh my god <laughs> all right so we got another exciting episode for you it's been a while um but man it, the stories just keep stacking up but really what made us come back this week is our first story <laughs> um which is uh intel has finally found the off switch for the n-word yeah <laughs> sorry gamers yeah. yeah, gamers are endangered. Exactly. Um, so to give a little background to this, uh, there was a GDC presentation from Intel that was basically like talking about all the, the work that they do with developers on how they like make games better by allowing there to be like 10% more NPCs or whatever. Um, mm. And... In this presentation, uh, there's a particular slide, which I think will probably be the, the thumbnail for this episode, <laughs> which is just this, this new program that Intel's coming out with called Bleep. And yeah. 
what Bleep is, is essentially they're using the power of AI and deep learning to give you sliders to control things like misogyny, name-calling, <laughs> racism and xenophobia, sexually explicit language, swearing, and, of course, white nationalism. Um... They're trying <laughs> to shut down this I'm, podcast. I'm calling censorship. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. That's right. Um... But the thing, the thing that's so funny about this is that they, they've got, instead of a slider for the N-word, they just have an on-off switch. <laughs> <laughs> and it's just like, you know, I, I watched through this whole 40-minute presentation by Intel just to sort of, like, get an idea of what it was. And it's, and you know, they, they, they do the thing where they say, like, we realize that, you know, there's, there's got to be, like, a bigger... There's got to be more done to this. This is not like a solution, you know. You've got to have like societal change in order to really fix these problems. But Intel is doing what it can. And what it can do is apparently turn off the N-word forever. <laughs> and, and, you know, as a big fan of Cumtown, I'm really worried about this. I think that my favorite <laughs> podcast is basically just going to become white noise. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, um, it's it's. I'm very, really interested to see how it's going to affect people in in real life. You know, when they try to say the n word and just like their their vocal cords snap because uh, of the because I, I mean that obviously Elon you Musk guys has planted in your head that well that's what the COVID vaccine is, right? You guys know that, right? Oh, yeah. Right. I thought it just gave me five G. Well, it gives you. That's the upside, but the downside right. is that <laughs> you can't say slurs anymore. Right. Well, oh, man. <laughs> this is all coming together. At the risk of being serious for a second, this is like, I'm not really sure what the the point. Like, it's supposed to be so you can you can opt into this, right? This is a program you have to download and install, and it literally reduces the performance, your game performance, because it like it takes up like CPU resources to try and use the AI to detect, uh the misogyny and name calling so it's like it's not it's not really that insidious i don't even know if this works with non-intel cpus so if you're on an amd cpu like me i guess just like it, it's the, the n-word is switched on always no well, that that explains it so oh. <laughs> oh, wow <laughs> wow so you watch this whole thing for mm. some reason and <laughs> I'm curious, did they go into, like, what is included in some of these filters? Because I'm no. curious if, like, in, 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 is the misogyny filter just going to bleep out Bernie Sanders? Oh, like, my God. <laughs> the American people are tired of women. <laughs> <laughs> they are, it's true. It just deletes your kernel the second it hears the word socialism. Yeah, pretty can't much. Have that. We gotta just cut it off at the source. I noticed that there's nothing on here for there's nothing on here for anti-Semitism. So thankfully Jeremy Corbyn will be safe. <laughs> yeah, you can you can campaign for labor, it's no mm -hmm. problem. Well, I mean that that's to me always the issue with this kind of like nanny stuff is that it quickly becomes you know, oh, if you mention trans people, that's uh, that's bad. That's <laughs> that for some reason is uh, you know unethical. So that's not included in our filter. And it's like I don't know. I I I've, I hate to be like one of those people like screaming censorship, but it's 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 fucking dire, man. <laughs> like the way that they're pitching it, right? Is it something that like if you are a a woman or a minority? And, you know, they put up these, these, they've mentioned a statistic that like a certain, per, like a big percentage of um, people stop gaming um, because of the on site online toxicity as the reason. Mm. And so what you get from the full picture of like watching this presentation is essentially they're doing this and providing this feature to people because of market share, right? Mm -hmm. they're they're like oh we are losing we are losing hogs to the online toxicity we need to expand our hog base <laughs> <laughs> and the pen 
I, I hate to be tinfoil hat Reese because uh, we know how how that goes. Right. But <laughs> h- how long until they partner with with Twitch? Uh, yeah. For this kind mm. of stuff, that's what I'm thinking. Yeah, of. didn't Twitch just add like you can't say what was it? You can't you can't say obese. <laughs> oh, but you can call someone a lard ass. <laughs> oh, that was it. Yeah. Okay. Here it is. The Anti Defamation League twenty two percent quit games because of harassment. Oh wow. Yeah. So this is a this is a big issue for like the gaming industry is that they have created like the toxic man baby environment that they've created has essentially created like a hard shell around the gaming industry that makes it harder for like other demographics mm-hmm. to get into and like that's the whole like that's how you grow as an industry is by expanding your demographic base of people you can sell your products to. You know, I'm sure that like the people at Intel are are like, you know, the actual engineers working on that. This is great. You know, gamers will be able to turn off like, <laughs> well, not turn off. The the thing that really gets me about this is the adjustable slider. It's yeah. like, <laughs> yeah. how, what the fuck does like a little bit of misogyny look like? <laughs> like Listen, I want no swearing in my game. Right. I want maximum misogyny, please. Yeah, I'm going to turn off LGBTQ hate, misogyny, name-calling, the N-word, racism, xenophobia, sexually explicit language, but white nationalism? Turn that yeah. shit up. Crank it to 11. <laughs> a little oh bit of misogyny God. is like uh, free healthcare, but with like a private option. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit. Oh my God. But it's, it's the most STEM Lord solution to a humanity's major problem I think I've oh, ever yeah. seen. <laughs> and I think that you just need to look at YouTube to sort of see um, how these things can go wrong. Because ask anyone who's like LGBT on YouTube, whoever tries to talk about stuff like that, and they will always be getting flagged for sexual content, even mm. if there's nothing sexual about it. Just because as far right. as it's concerned, that's, that's the category that gets put in. And exactly. if, uh, you know, if, if this starts getting applied to Twitch, you're going to have the same fucking problem. Yeah, I think that that bleep itself is not necessarily, it's not a huge concern. I mean, you have to install this program in order for it to do anything and you have to like yeah. turn it on and you will literally have a worse gaming experience because you'll lose performance. Uh, yeah. They say something over here. I, I I can't find the exact moment they mention like how much performance you lose, but it's something like 10%. It's not insignificant. Um, mm-hmm. But the real concern is if they like partner with other platforms and suddenly like exactly like what you said is that it, it, if it do- goes the YouTube route of like, this is my video about why white nationalism is a problem in the gaming industry. And then, then suddenly you're being demonetized or talking about a problem. Yeah. Oh my God. I have um, my YouTube video, uh, the function of fascism that like talks about what fascism is, mm-hmm. um, you know, from a very against it perspective. It is uh, on YouTube right now. It is tagged as like QAnon. There's like a QAnon warning <laughs> under it. I never mentioned oh my QAnon. God. It's oh identified God. like some key words, probably, you know, including fascism and stuff. And it's like, right. oh, that's QAnon. Good job. Yeah. <laughs> This is the this is the groundwork being laid. Um, hopefully, it does not. Hopefully, that doesn't happen. It would. Suck. I, I mean, the thing is, is like if this is just like a small side thing, you know, whatever. But if this actually comes in use to any degree, like bigots, I'm sure will figure out a way to get around it. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, if you pronounce the N word weird, you're just gonna have, that's gonna be the new culture is just pronouncing it weird instead of oh my god uh, just saying it and it's just it, it just becomes that much more dystopian because you don't feel like hiring mods is basically yeah. the case yeah that is that is the techno future we live in there's no mods only machine mm-hmm. so our first depressing episode our first that was like something so funny and we managed to because we're leftists <laughs> we managed to make it depressing <laughs> yeah that's what we do <laughs> yeah that's right <laughs> This is all the ways this technology can be abused, and we suspect it will be eventually. Let, let's move on to the next funnier subject. Uh, I mean, I don't find anything funny about this, Reese. I, <laughs> I take this very seriously. You, um, don't, uh, you don't find anything funny about taking a little journey over to 
the horny corner. Exactly. Gotta have a theme song. We, we should have theme songs for our bits. What do you think? Yeah, we should. Yeah. Like a little jingle, um, like for the, the salt mines. And our, our new segment, the horny corner. I think it should be the Law and Order music. <laughs> <laughs> For some reason, the the James Bond music popped into my head. Oh man! So, Kay, this is a story about the Resident Evil, uh, mommy, the big mommy, and yes, my wife. Yes, yes, and you are you are a resident evil i guess uh, you're a, a resonant expert on the tall mommy so why don't you introduce this the story to us from the gamer.com fuck how did i get that because <laughs> you tweeted about it i tweeted once <laughs> god i can't do anything okay um so this wonderful article on the gamer.com um, it, the, the title of which is Resident Evil Village's Tall Mommy Has 17.3 Inch Feet. Mm. Oh, God. And that's, that's kind of the, the cultural level that we're at now as like a, a civilization. Right. Um, so according to art director uh, Tominori Takano, um, she is 2.9 meters tall, which is about 9 foot 6, six inches. And uh, her feet are 44 centimeters or 17.3 inches. Jesus um, Christ. I don't know why he told us that. <laughs> you know why. <laughs> you know why. Oh, God. <laughs> okay, I know why. When asked by IGN if Takano was prepared for the onslaught of fan art that came immediately after Lady Demescu's reveal, the art director went, seemed to play coy. We intentionally made the character design a bit more extravagant than in Resident Evil 7, Takano said. But no, we didn't see this coming. <laughs> but you did have a foot measurements handy just in case, huh? Right. <laughs> oh my oh god. Oh my goodness. That's so fucking funny that like immediately. Oh, um, uh, this is this is very sad here. This quote from the game director, Morimasa Sato. The approach of starting with the characters and building an experience from there might feel similar to Resident Evil 4, said game director Morimasa Sato. There are quite a few other characters with sim a similar impact as Lady uh, Dimitrescu and Village, so you can look forward to that. I, I don't think so. <laughs> no. I don't think so, Sato. No. I'm sorry. I think no, that no one gives a fuck about any of those characters. Nobody's going to have 10,000 entries in Rule 34 like her. <laughs> <laughs> I, I will be waiting for the mommy mod that turns every character <laughs> into the tall mommy. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. That's going to be the only way to play the Did game. Did they say that they're going to have mod support? The remakes have had model replacement mods. Oh, they, you have to, yeah. you have to do, a little, do a little hacking, but it's doable. Right, because like the Resident Evil 2 remake, they had like the shirtless Mr. Mr. X or whatever it was. Where yeah. He, he's I, I mean, like bursting through the wall. And that's one of the good mods. Uh, there, there's some fucking depraved mods for mm. <laughs> replacing Claire. That uh, <laughs> that hurt my heart and soul to do the call <laughs> and speak out loud. Just cut this. We don't want to hurt our viewers. Um, no, buddy. this is this is all Wait, part of the horny corner. Nothing. No, it's true. Cut. It is horny corner. So, anyways, my review of Pregnant Claire. Um, <laughs> Holy shit! <laughs> Jesus Christ. So Okay, so you levied an uh -huh. accusation at this fine gentleman here that he already had her foot size, uh, like, ready to go. Uh, clarification, that How was by Sean Murray, the writer of this wonderful piece. Oh, okay, all right, okay, okay, Sean Murray levies that accusation. Yes. I would, I would just like to, to present the possible reality where, you know, they hadn't considered that, and then they saw the fan response, and then they thought, mm. we're gonna need her foot size. And I think that's perhaps <laughs> a more horrifying, um prospect japanese developers i think should be should expect it at this point i mean they made sonic the hedgehog and we all know how that went um <laughs> so they should really know that like people i i mean i i know that like there's like their own depraved culture in japan but people in the west we got our own like thing going on when it comes to yeah. being just in insanely horny for things that are very strange um that's true and i mean this isn't even that strange 
Like, no, I mean, this is like this. I feel like this has been building up for like the past couple of years. Do you know what I mean? Like, I feel like there's been this like undercurrent of people being horny for big women that could yeah. squish them mm -hmm. like a bug. And it's sort yeah. of like this, this sort this character <laughs> has like hit all the buttons at once to just create like a huge, like ravenous fervor. It's, it's what the culture needs right now. She's like sexy. She's big. She's got like the, an iconic look. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? You have to consider as well that everybody's been cooped up all year for COVID, and it's this oh, yeah, very true. massive release right as the gates open, and mm. everybody is just vibrating with desire <laughs> for this woman. Um, and uh, you know what? I, I, I thank Capcom for their service here. It's going to really, really help everybody out. <laughs> all right. So I think, I think that just about covers that. For now, for now, we'll I'm sure. Back. Yeah, it'll come up again. Just when the next looks like it looks like a good game. Also, it kind of does. Yeah. I'm, I'm gonna play it. I mean, they've been not, they've been killing it with the, the latest Resident Evil games. I wouldn't know because I am a I am a big coward and will never play a Resident Evil game. Oh, yeah. Uh, but Reese Reese has been the one who has gone through the the Resident Evil remakes. Um, mm -hmm. Reese is our, our, our horror game expert, I suppose. The remakes are good, uh, two especially. Three is kind of like DLC for two. It's not bad, but mm. you're just like, eh, you know, that's not as good. Three remakes. Uh, I don't know. I played the two and three remakes, and I, I definitely enjoyed them both. They're good. I really love two. Um, and I think seven is like an amazing ex like horror experience. Um, it's the only game I wish I had VR for, because that... Ooh. that house is so creepy and weird um it would be fun to go through i've been finally going through the season pass stuff and it's such weird like capcom dlc where you're just like playing blackjack but you're gonna get killed if you lose and they put way too much thought into it that i kind of appreciate i think they're mm -hmm. they're doing good work over there and i'm excited for eight for other reasons than just mommy <laughs> i need to check out I haven't played that yet. I kind of fell off Resident Evil with five and six because that I didn't like. Thought they sucked. Uh, I mean, five is indefensible. <laughs> probably, it probably contains the worst moment in gaming. Um, I uh, I haven't played it, it. So, what's the worst moment in gaming, Reese? The worst moment in gaming is right. you, you're you're aware that the game takes place in Africa, yes. and they made a lot of efforts to like make it seem less awful in the opening parts of the game. Mm -hmm. So it's less that you're just gunning down black people. Right. Well, mm -hmm. you walk into this like, uh, like little town, you're like, it's totally empty. That's fucked up. You pick up a key and you turn around and there's like a dozen African tribesmen <laughs> throwing spears at you that you have to murder to progress. And it's just, <laughs> come on. Oh my God. And, and like, I, I certainly don't want to defend it, but it's it's clear that there's a there's an innocence to not understanding culturally how terrible that would come off. But at the same time, it's just oof, just disgusting. Um, right. I, I think six is uh is maybe maligned unfairly, but you know it's it's it 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 got so much better with seven that right. uh, you know why even dwell on it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I've heard a lot of people sort of like. The initial reaction was very negative, and it's one of those games people have sort of gone back and been like, oh, well, this is the sort of unappreciated aspects of Six, where it's basically, it's basically one of, a, B, a B game. It's like, it's so dumb, it's funny. It has the Dead Space 3 problem, where it was designed for co-op. Right. So it, it's pretty fun if you have a buddy to go through it with, but that's true of any game that's co-op, so it's like, that doesn't make it terribly special. And mm. by itself, like a lot of that, those mechanics are really flattened down into something even less interesting. So, right. Well, we're still know, in the, the horny corner. So let's move. So apologies. In. Yeah. 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 That was not horny enough for the horny corner. So we got to get oh, people was... all riled up by this. this the next <laughs> article on our, our list comes to us from Kotaku.com. I demand to see Oro's Dick and Balls in Street Fighter V by Ian Walker. <laughs> And I feel like this, what the thing is about this is that this is uh, a redemption story. Um, mm -hmm. Ian Walker, in case anyone didn't know, 
is the the writer of the somewhat infamous PS5 review, which uh, we talked about in a couple episodes back, I think, but which I, I still defend because it mentions Dune, and I think that that is a good thing to talk about. Every, every console review should talk about Dune for a couple paragraphs, I think. <laughs> I think that should just be the rule. <laughs> <laughs> right but this new article is sort of I, I think a lot of people have seen this and are, are basically saying now this is finally some good gaming journalism it's finally ethics and gaming journalism exactly you know we have enough as heterosexual uh mommy lovers are oh. <laughs> 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 our, our our needs are well served but what about those dick and ball lovers out there they they don't get enough. You know what I'm saying? Like, it, it's very clear where, like, it's heavily weighted to one side in the video gaming industry. Who gets to, mm -hmm. who, who gets to be in the horny, their own personal horny corners? You, you know what I mean? 100% in favor of dick and balls. Yeah. Uh, and I, I don't even necessarily want to read this entire thing, but apparently there was, like, a single frame in um, Street Fighter 3 where you can see Oro's dick and balls. <laughs> it's, it's, it's flaccid dick and balls underneath his robe and uh ian is arguing that this is the true oro how am i even supposed to enjoy this return in street fighter 5 if i can't see that shriveled yellow dong every time he performs a crouching roundhouse it makes me sick that Catcom would rather hide oro's smeet behind a classic pair of tidy whities <laughs> than be respectful to the source material let me make this clear. I am not thirsty. I am not horny. I don't want Oro lovingly caress me. I don't want to spend the night with him in his hermit cave. This is 100% a matter of integrity. Uh, so totally. Cap Capcom giveth and Capcom taketh away, I guess. Because these are both Capcom games. Oh, you're well, right. I mean, well, I mean, Street Fighter V has had a lot of problems while Resident Evil has been ascendant. It's the, the only thing that's more successful is uh, Monster Hunter. So mm. I think we see the reasons why uh, yeah. you, you embrace your horny, you win. Exactly. Uh, well, well, there's a cap. There's a limit, right, to how much horny they can put in total. So they, they're investing it in the series. Yeah, that's it's like a PG-13 movie. I, you got to pick your one fuck in the whole I movie. I disagree. I disagree. This is bias against dick and balls, and I will not have it. I will you not have right. it. Yeah, yeah. Reese, Reese has always right. been a, a fighter for equality, and this is, this is <laughs> when we need to stand for dick and balls. We need like a <laughs> we need like a seventeen foot tall dick and balls in the next Street Fighter. Yeah, it's ultra move is it stands on your dick and balls. Yeah, and it has massive feet for no reason. <laughs> okay, that's right, Capcom. Call us. We we will sue you if you use that. Oh my god. Um. All right, so I hope everyone didn't get too worked up because now we're leaving the horny corner. We're back to just being serious <laughs> video game discussion podcast, which is what this yeah, thing has always about. been about. Buds, I got bad news. I'm, I'm getting off this train. I'm staying at the horny corner. Oh, this no. Is, this is my home now. Oh, shit. Arise, <laughs> <laughs> <Maurice>, no. <laughs> it's like... You can't come back. The door, the portal's only open for a couple more minutes. If you don't leave now, you'll be strapped in the horny corner forever. <laughs> Does that mean you have something else to talk about, or can we move on? No, no, that's just it. Goodbye forever. Oh, oh damn. All sure. right. Hey, I, I get it. <laughs> All right, enough of this. Next story. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no more foolishness. No, no, no more foolishness. We're already at thirty-six minutes. We gotta, we gotta move things apace. All right, Reese, you, you are the one who brought this up. This is so good. I love this. All right, All tell right. us about it. Okay, uh, this comes from uh, Ian Walker. SpongeBob players discover filthy game discs make speedrunning tricks easier. <laughs> And uh, there is a long article that I don't think we really need to get into. It's right. <laughs> they they've smudged up the <laughs> the SpongeBob disc because it causes the game to skip in ways that a clean disc cannot. And I have to imagine this this was discovered by a, a Smash player. Um, <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, but a, a new video by YouTuber and SpongeBob speedrunner Shift details the community's findings, essentially marking up the Battle for Bikini Bottom disc in specific ways interferes with the Xbox's ability to read it, resulting in hitches between gameplay and menu screen that make it easier to perform a lag clip, an important trick that lets players squeeze, squeeze through normally inaccessible barriers by overloading the game with excessive pausing. I mean, this is a... Uh... Such a strange story. I mean, it makes perfect sense, but it's just like, who the fuck is like speed running the sponge, the ex original Xbox SpongeBob game? It, it like 2020. There's always someone, man. There's always someone. It's mad. I'm not really into speed running, but I always love hearing about these things. And it, it really highlights how much video games are just like barely held together by fucking <laughs> yeah. duct tape and paper clips, you know? Yeah. It just confuses me, because, like, I, I don't know, like, I look at this level of passion that people have for something so strange and obscure, and I, 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 it just flummoxes me. I don't know how to respond. I enjoy dipping into it. Sometimes there, I, I forget who, who makes them, but I, I watch this uh, YouTube channel that, like, just goes deep into, like, every little speedrunning strategy, and I understand yeah. why most people would not find it in interesting. But I like how they they basically just see the code completely on a game and like use it to, you know, do the most the least important thing imaginable, which is to beat a game as quickly as possible, <laughs> faster than anyone else in the world. Yeah. Um, and uh, to me, I, I don't watch a lot of anime, but I must imagine that there is a character somewhere, like a villain who is so stinky, he's able to materialize the stink and like make a sword out of it or something and attack our hero. <laughs> that, that's what I imagine the speedrunner has done. Just used, turned a negative into a positive. And I think that, that that's inspirational. And uh, But I also am a little worried that more gamers will follow suit. Mm. You're oh, worried Alan that like, more speedrunners are going to just start like putting, putting goop on, on like their game cartridges and stuff and being like, okay, now go faster. Go faster, right. video game. <laughs> First thing you got to do to get the fastest time to get a sub 12 minute run, you got to not shower for five months. <laughs> Step two, here's the Japanese version. It's quicker. Oh, I was saying in the original Dragon Ball, there is a, a, an enemy they come up against whose thing is that he really stinks, and Krillin beats him because he doesn't have a nose. <laughs> <laughs> so I can confirm that guy exists. Okay, Damn, good holy enough. shit. All right, so. Anything else to say about that? Uh, just that it's extremely funny that this uh, thumbnail is a picture of a CD with just ketchup blooped in a circle around <laughs> it. <laughs> <laughs> they say it has to be it has to be dirtied up in like a specific way. Did did anyone actually like watch this and figure out what specific way they meant? I I, I didn't actually investigate. I tr I trusted that there is a way. Scratch up certain spots. I don't know. Yeah, I imagine it's probably something like that. Because I feel like this is probably... Somebody found this by accident, right? Somebody had, like, an old disc that they've probably had since childhood, and they're like, oh, this is speedrunning, this is a thing, let me give it a shot. And then they realize that their nasty, nasty CD-ROM that had been used at like, as, like, a drink coaster for uh, 10 years it's somehow managed to skip past parts that uh, you couldn't in the normal version. I will say I skimmed through the video and one person discusses how they lick their CDs. So maybe we should cease our investigation. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, get too deep. Uh, my, my final thing is, my second final thing, is that I think it'd be very funny if uh, Battle for Bikini Bottom becomes just like a totally rare impossible to get game because all the speedrunners have destroyed all the copies <laughs> by putting gunk on them no i i'm i'm pretty much worried that this is going to become like a fucking biohazard they're gonna like the next covid strain is gonna come from a dirty spongebob disc oh man it's calling it like the wuhan virus racists <laughs> will be calling it the bikini bottom virus yeah gunking uh Spongebob CD. I thought we left the horny corner. <laughs> and on that bombshell, let's go to our next topic. <laughs> this... <laughs> oh yeah, this is insanely less funny. Yeah. I mean, basically, 
this is we're not going to spend too much time on this. This is um this comes to us from Rock Paper Shotgun by the writer uh Graham Smith, editor in chief. Riot Games says its investigation of CEO finds no evidence of alleged harassment. And says Riot Games say the third party investigation they initiated into CEO Nicola Laurent has found no evidence of wrongdoing and their own special committee recommends no action be taken against him. The investigation was prompted by Riot Games after a lawsuit was brought against Lawrence and the company in January, which alleged that he had harassed an employee and that Riot Games had fired her when she complained. The lawsuit is ongoing. The article is very, like, it, it's kind of humorous, though, because the person writing it so obviously doesn't buy it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. The Riot Games published a statement from the special committee which claims that they quote, act independently of management and review investigation results, quote, with impartiality. These statements would be difficult to believe from any company and paying a third party law firm doesn't change that. We also have no way of knowing <laughs> what the Seyfarth Shaw investigation involved. A legal complaint against Riot Games and Laurent was brought by former executive assistant Sharon O'Donnell, who was fired from her role at Riot Games in July 2020, as reported by Vice last month. Suit alleges that Laurent asked O'Donnell to, quote, come over to his house while his wife was away, asked her to travel with him outside of work, and told her to be more feminine and to watch her tone. Ugh. Just so we're clear, come is spelled C-U-M. Exactly. It's so fucking, like, and we've heard multiple stories about this asshole, like the ball tapping, the farting, like just the frat house atmosphere of Riot Games. O'Donnell's suit alleges that she complained about Lawrence's behavior to Riot Games' HR department and that her termination related to those complaints. Riot Games addressed this in a statement to Vice last month, saying that the plaintiff was dismissed from the company over seven months ago based on multiple well-documented complaints from a variety of people. Any suggestion otherwise uh, is simply false. Which I totally trust coming from Riot Games. Yeah, like, ridiculous. Quick mm -hmm. correction, this isn't the ball tapper guy. That, is, that was the COO of oh. Riot Games. This oh. is the CEO, another monster. <laughs> Just a, a rogues gallery of winners here. <laughs> It's oh, it's so much worse that it's multiple people. Like it's not just one dude. It's just everyone in like upper management is just a little freak. I feel like that's just like that's every company. Every company just has like blood sucking monsters at the top. Yeah, normally they like you know keep to themselves, but in Riot they just they keep trying to fuck everyone. Think about think about every single like CEO you can think of of like a major video game company like Randy Pitchford. A yeah. absolute depraved freak. Just like yeah. a, a greasy-faced, uncomfortable weirdo of the highest degree. Bobby Kotick. Just like yeah. a blood-sucking vampire who has destroyed the lives of multiple developers so that he can just scrape out an extra couple percentages of profit in whatever quarter. Like, every single one... It's just like nightmarishly bad. Yeah, I, I think the big impact here, um, which is uh, kind of stated at the end of the article, is uh, earlier this week, Alienware canceled a League of Legends sponsorship deal 10 months early with anonymous sources telling Dot Esports that Alienware had cited concerns with the company's public image. Like Alienware, the, the yeah. most like capital G gamer. Yeah, capital G gamer shit out there is just like riot. Uh, I don't know, dude. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it doesn't bode partner well. with Dota. It's like I mean, from this article, it's basically her word against his. And really, like when you look at the track record of Riot Games, who are you gonna fucking believe here? Exactly. They've had huge issues with allegations of sexism, which like they had. Uh, they had the the walkout. They had like the they had that fucking forced arbitration of resolving sexual harassment claims, like everything about this company just screams just disgusting frat house hellhole. Yeah, and and like these other companies are are better, but there are plenty of big companies where you don't hear this stuff from because there are like basic things you can do <laughs> unless you're Ubisoft. 
(laughs) (laughs) I was thinking more just like as shitty as Gabe Newell is, at the very least, you know, he's able to keep his amorous notions to his knives. You know, (laughs) he's not not texting his assistant. Like, you have to be so leave the morality out of it like obviously he's a monster but you have to be so fucking stupid to like text your <laughs> your assistant this and expect there'll be no consequences that people mm-hmm. aren't gonna be impacted by your actions as a powerful person yeah, i almost yeah. said i like i i would like i know what you what you didn't mean it this way but like it's, it's not his word against hers like with the power dynamic and what it takes mm. to actually like accuse one of these people it's her word against this like powerful juggernaut and it's just like automatically like one must believe this person because why would you commit suicide like that otherwise i don't know it's just, it's just so disgusting like every time i hear about anything with riot it's disgusting and it's just like further like exponentially made worse by the fact that like the game that they make is so dreadful and so responsible <laughs> for the worst things in gaming uh well that's why i'm kind of impressed with the article like the article could have done the lazy thing and just tried to like both sides it and been like who knows but instead it makes a point of contextualizing the history of this shit in riot um yeah it makes it clear that like yeah it's kind of sus that they investigated themselves and found out they were innocent you know like it's a good article it's uh <laughs> i think it's quite telling that rock paper shotgun has a lot more integrity as journalists in the new york times <laughs> yep i mean <laughs> Uh, I mean, that's because they're not a CIA asset. <laughs> that's true, well, as far as we know. Um, oh, that re- that reminds me that this article initially reminded me of that CIA probe that found it did not actually introduce crack cocaine to black people in Los Angeles. Oh, my God. <laughs> Fuck me. Incredible. Oh. Amazingly, oh. our investigation on ourselves say that we did nothing wrong. A bit, uh, a bit of UK news that's related to that. Uh, the Conservative Party... Um, issued an investigation into systemic racism in the United Kingdom, uh, which they apparently mm. rewrote large segments of, and it found that there's no racism in the United Kingdom. So, don't worry about it. Reese's investigation into himself has found that he does not play too much Final Fantasy XIV, and it is not a problem. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Another, another wonderful... Not at all depressing story from the games industry. So are we done talking about Riot Games for for now? Obviously next week they'll probably be, next month they'll probably be something new. Yeah, I mean, it's it's an ongoing saga. It really is. Like after the fucking like shit where they, they literally are stealing people's identities to put in their fucking games. It's like, there's nothing about Riot Games at this point that wouldn't seem like outlandish at this point. I mean, I, I think it's going to be really ratcheted up because Riot's big expansion, like we're right in the middle of it. We have uh, Valorant, which is, you know, on, on the rise and they have like a fighting game that's coming out, the MMO that's coming out. Riot wants to be the like, you know, take Blizzard's top spot. And yeah. I think only only woe can follow. <laughs> it's just like whoever <laughs> wins, we lose because it's Activision yeah. Blizzard yeah. with Bobby Kotick at the helm versus versus uh, Riot Games and just like uh, an entire board of frat boys. Well, yeah. I mean, you know, it's six six of one, half dozen of the other because, as we know, uh, Bobby Kotick allegedly is responsible for the death of Jeffrey Epstein. <laughs> <laughs> but That's but right. you have to you have look to up check the out documents, the folks. Look up the black look up the black book. He's in there. Yeah, we we that that is our uh pro, our, our our number one premium episode, uh, mm. as good as the Mountain Dew one is. So, so. yes, exactly. That, that's what I'm referencing. All right. So to cap off uh, an evening of woe, um, we have another story here from TheVerge.com. More uh, woe. More woe. More woe. More woe. <laughs> We're not stopping until we go. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck me. All right. Microsoft is supplying uh, 120,000 HoloLens-based headsets to the U.S. Army. Contract will be worth up to $21 billion over 10 years by Tom Warren and Sean Hollister. Um, basically, Microsoft is supplying the U.S. Army with HoloLens-based headsets. 
Um, it'll involve Microsoft supplying a lot of headsets. The software maker has been working uh, closely with the Army since 2018, and the soldiers have been testing the integrated visual augment. Fuck me. The visual, the integrated visual augmentation system, IVAS, IVAS headsets over the past <laughs> two years. These devices combine high-resolution night thermal and soldier-borne sensors into a heads-up display. So this is where we get our real-life HUDs from Halo. Yeah. It's Except just... instead of aliens, it's going to be like civilians in Iraq. Yeah. It's just going <laughs> to highlight a 12-year-old throwing a rock and just replace it with like uh, an arbiter from fucking Halo 2. <laughs> yeah, so you won't feel bad when you fucking blow his brains out. It's going to exactly. be great. Exactly. The system also leverages augmented reality and machine learning to enable a lifelike mixed reality training environment so the Closed Combat Force, CCF, can rehearse before engaging any adversaries, reads a U.S. Army statement. In February, the Army revealed how a newer, more ruggedized version of its heads-up display can let operators of armored vehicles see through the walls of, for instance, a Bradley fighting vehicle. An earlier version was criticized for... Poor sensor and GPS performance, but you can see that design has now changed quite a bit. God, and just like look at this fucking like screenshot uh, of like the soldiers wearing it. Honestly, this would be like some kind of cool military technology if it wasn't being used for the most evil nation on planet Earth. Yeah, yeah. No, I don't want them to have it. And it's like they're literally <laughs> just being like turned into like these insect-looking, faceless humanoid death monsters yeah they look like sci-fi like goon stormtrooper-y guys and i mean let's be honest that's what they are that, that is well, literally yeah. what the u.s army is like turning people who can't afford their college loans into yeah basically can't afford to go to college fucking blow up a hospital for us we'll see what we can do that's how the economy works it certainly brings into context uh the earlier revelations of their their search for gamers as mm. uh, as troops because if there's anybody who's going to be comfortable with this kind of technology it's it's going to be a monstrous 17 year old who says it's the n-word in call in call of duty lobbies and hey, with that Intel. yeah and that, he can't say that anymore so he's got to join the army to get his yeah i think we really have to ask do these do these uh, augmented reality headsets do they come with bleep <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> it would be. All right, I'm, 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 uh, I'm now channeling like a Joe Biden campaign manager. Now, mm -hmm. you know, it would be terrible if while these guys were fucking cutting down civilians, if like one of them said a slur, that would be fucked. That would be so fucked. I can't like <laughs> woke imperialism for yeah, everyone. We need another billion for the fucking uh, for the the military budget to make sure that bleep is installed on all these headsets. My God, oh, it's so grim! Like it's just so grim because I could, I could literally see that happening. Yeah, like, yeah I'm actually gonna call that a prediction. Yeah, it's like, coming. oh, they're gonna, they're gonna be like, oh, white supremacy and discrimination is such a problem in the U.S. military that we've partnered with Intel to include bleep on all of their death visor headsets uh, <laughs> to prevent the spread of toxic ideology among the United States Armed Forces. I could even see them doing the thing where they replace like uh, people with arbiters and stuff, um, and they can market it as like that way. You know, we're trying to reduce PTSD in the troops. You know, yeah, <laughs> you know, make it easier for them. It's only a matter of time before like all those Boston Dynamic robots start replacing yeah. troops in the field. You know what I mean? Oh yeah, I'm expecting to meet my death uh, from one. Of them. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, literally, like. Think about how much, like, in response to, like, the criticism of, like, having actual U.S. soldiers in, in places like Iraq, they've just, they've reduced troop presence and just massively expanded drones because it's like, oh, that's, it's clean. You know, no, we don't have to get involved. We can just demolish them from the sky. And yeah. that's, that's going to be as soon as they have, like, reliable, working, like, Boston Dynamics soldiers. The, the HoloLens thing is, like... I feel like it's sort of like a stopgap measure between a fully automated, mechanized infantry force, basically. Yep. Well, then, then basically you'll be you'll be piloting 
the the Boston Dynamics robot like in your I don't know your hollow pod or whatever mm. and you can switch you have like a big dial next to you that you can turn uh what you want the enemy combatants to look like it'll be like <laughs> aliens zombies you know feminazis if you're Pete Buttigieg you can turn it to dogs uh, <laughs> fuck oh my god hey have you guys seen that thing of Jeff Bezos trying out like the mech suit Oh no. my god, I saw that and like somebody did like a it's literally like Lex Luthor. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think the, <laughs> I think guerrilla warfare it's beyond the scope of this podcast, but <laughs> just want to bring that up. Yeah, none of this technology is going to save humanity. We're going to have to like learn how to fight the machines on our own. Yeah, this technology is going to be the barrier to the people trying to save humanity. So, they, yeah. They, they, this is what's going to show up to your doorstep when you criticize AOC online. It's it's. <laughs> I was it's thinking like, problem. like Jeff Bezos in a mech suit is just going to be marching around a, a Amazon fulfillment center the next time rumblings of another union starts <laughs> talking. And I, like I don't know, like literally every single like piece of technology we're looking at here is just when you consider the full implications, it's just like fucking terrifying. <laughs> yeah. Because it's like the moment, the moment that you desire to use the bathroom, his his sensor will pick it up, and you'll just be immediately vaporized and replaced. Yeah. Fires a fucking cruiser at you. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's just one of those automated dogs just hunts you down and stabs you to death with knives. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> wow, oh, that yeah. was a that was a fuck. Those last two articles are depressing. Holy shit. We should have planned this so that we had like a. a yeah, whole, <laughs> next time Horny Corner is last. Yeah. <laughs> Literally, this this article is just filled with just the rumblings of like a a dystopian tech technocratic future with like Intel's bleep, the fucking augmented reality being used for uh, techno imperialism, the uh, Jeff Bezos in a mech suit, just everything. The technology is bad, folks. Folks, uh, let, let's not uh, go on too long, but to end it on an up note, let's mention this uh, PC Gamer article that you posted in article links to, to leave us on a good one. <laughs> All right, well, we, we got time. What is it? Uh, this is the one that you posted uh, from PC Gamer. Uh, oh, okay. Epic v. Apple goes to trial next month. A minor but funny part of Apple's defense is that Ep the Epic Game Store sucks and is losing tons of money. <laughs> It doesn't surprise me, man. They give me a free game every week. I've never, I don't yeah. buy shit. I, I bought one game on there. <laughs> yeah, I, I bought Control on there because it seemed awesome. And other than that, <laughs> like, why? Yeah. I, I think I, I found the response to it initially to be very stupid because it's just like, come on, just, just hang in there, gamers. Don't have to get actually upset at Epic. But it definitely sucks. And I'm not surprised either. Yeah. You know, it's really telling that, like, a company full of, of of like completely useless libertarians like uh steam is or, or valve rather it is like looks like the good guy compared to like all these other companies we're looking at <laughs> you know i've i've heard bad things about steam or, or about valve rather but it's mostly down to the fact that their ideology is completely incoherent and they're just sort of like yeah, our team just works on what they want to work on, and it has this awful fucking petty atmosphere where it's just like nobody knows what the fuck they're supposed to be doing, which I think is very funny. Well, the thing is, is that Valve has such an unhinged attitude about labor in the sense that, like, maybe you'll get paid okay, but they want to hire as few people as possible in, like, a totally like crazy way. So this part of the whole reason for that do what you want mentality is that you're just supposed to be like really useful. And if you're not really useful, then they have grounds to just fire you because there's no way to make sense of that policy. Mm. And now that it's like, they're focusing a lot more in VR, apparently they've stepped back from that. But Valve, the number of people that work at Valve is very low. And and so that's why you just don't hear about the same kind of like fucked up shit that you do at a lot of companies because it's just like oh those 170 people make 10 billion dollars well I guess we cannot sexually harass them on top of that. <laughs> well, it seems like the weird thing about Valve to me is like hearing the story of like how 
they couldn't develop Half-Life 3. Just they tried and like it just never got enough steam. And like literally what it took for them to like actually make something is the is to create a killer app for their favorite toy. Yeah. It, it it's it seems like Valve is a, is a company a a game development company that doesn't want to be a game development company. <laughs> like literally, yeah. they they want to make fucking they want to do VR. They want to have like a storefront. They want to, you know, they're maintaining their current games, but um it it literally seems like they they just go whatever whatever they think is really cool and you can't and without that sort of motivation they they don't do anything it's really funny that after uh alex was successful their response was oh we could make some money by making games we should do another oh one my fucking god <laughs> stupid it's so fucking stupid it's such a horrible way to run a company but yet somehow better than what the industry standard is yeah that's that's very telling <laughs> All right. Well, I think that does that is a little bit more lighthearted. I'm glad you brought that up, Reese. So I think we're at uh we're at an hour and eight minutes. I think this is a good time to wrap up. Yep. So okay, go ahead and tell us where people can find you on the internet. Yeah, you can find me uh at youtube.net uh at mm -hmm. uh K and Skittles, where I gotta do video essays. And, I'm gonna uh, just check that real quick to make sure it's not a virus site. Yeah, yeah check it, make sure YouTube.net do... uh doesn't exist. So fuck shit. <laughs> I don't I don't know the website, guys. I'm so sorry, I don't know the website. Um, <laughs> I, I do video essays on there, whatever it is. Um mm -hmm. and, and no one ever makes half-baked responses to them or anything. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh the shit. You can find me on Twitter at K and Skittles. And uh, if you if you want more fucking podcasts, first of all, subscribe to the Patreon. Uh, yes. And then if you listen to all of those, then go listen to Agab, my other podcast. It's really Excellent. Um, also, check out Kay's latest video about uh, Judas and the Black Messiah. It is a very good episode. It is a very good uh, video. I was surprised that it the the series actually sounds like not reactionary trash, which was very surprising because like. You know, you hear about like these shows being made of revolutionaries, and you just sort of like, oh, they're they. I mean, like the the director literally addressed it as like, oh, they're gonna make them into a liberal. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, Great video. Yeah, so go check that out, uh, Reese. Where can people find you on the internet? You can find me at your very good bud, where I do excellent tweet. I'm in the top five percent of tweeters. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, I also there, I have a YouTube where I occasionally post dumb things. I like to do stuff like analyzing the writing style in Game of Thrones. Maybe imagine if there's like maybe a better <laughs> way you could do the ending, something like that. Uh, you know, just go there and check it out. Oh my God. There's so much fucking sub quote, sub tweeting in this, <laughs> this ending. I don't uh, know what you're talking about. All right. You can find me at 8alton8 on Twitter. You can find my YouTube at Alton Plays, where I haven't really uploaded anything recently. Like, I, it just takes so much time, and I'm I'm busy with like school and work at the same time. So, it, it'll be a miracle if you hear this podcast in uh, a month. Really, um, you can also find our our main account at Twitter.com/vgatoto, where we post all the new episodes and a bunch of memes that people seem to enjoy. You can find us, our, our website at videogamesarethewurst.pinecast.co and you can find our Patreon at patreon.com slash where $1 a month will get you access to all of our premium episodes, which includes our, our Jeffrey Epstein truth episode where you have to find out who, who killed Jeffrey Epstein. It's we solve it. We solve it. Although Reese did spoil it for you earlier in the episode, so bad. There's, Reese. there's more to it. Naughty Reese. Yeah, uh, yeah. Obviously, it, it, Hillary Clinton who, is involved, but we won't tell you how who, until you. Yeah. Who? Who? Who is not the end of the question? We right. also must know why. <laughs> yeah, Jeffrey Epstein was uh, stealing all of the, yeah. the demographic for the million dollars spent on DLC and pop cap games, which. Uh, uh, <laughs> he's very angry about, uh, and I and I can't tell you why Bobby Kotick did that. Allegedly, is because I would probably actually get sued. <laughs> <if we hide> <laughs> <that>. <laughs>
All right. And then also our Mountain Dew episode, which is still one of the most horrifying things we've ever recorded and <laughs> features our very good friend, uh, Normal Matt from the Brian and Matt uh, channel, which his, his story about Mountain Dew Code Red will never leave us. It will never leave me. It is, it is traumatizing, like the number of things. <laughs> uh so yeah go check that out go give us a dollar and uh that's it so till next time uh destroy every robot you see because it is coming to either kill you or take your job smash it up all right bye everyone bye bye Bricolini will not cook you no linguini, don't you know? He specialize in one thing, that's the pizza pie. If you think the family's ready for a plate of good spaghetti, sorry, it makes you cry, but all we got is pizza pie. With enchiladas, some people like pickles and hot dogs, but you never get to try them when you live on Lego Island. Mamma and Papa Bricolini always say you look so skinny, won't you try the pepperoni? Makes you nice and roly poly. People like lots of bagels, others want chow made at the table, but you never get to try them when you live on Lego Island. Mum and Papa Bricolini go to bed and wake so dreaming all about the reasons why the world can live on pizza pie.